0: season two episode six how is it evan that we go from two weeks ago of scrounging to come up with something filling two hours and then having and then having so much to talk about and now we're right back to really scrambling to come up with a topic but well, we got a good topic
1: yeah well the the hall of fame world is a pickle mistress my friend uh, some some days it she covers you in favors. Other days she ignores you completely, and we just have to be in an ignore completely zone right now. Um,
0: so temporarily, yeah, we'll see. Temporarily, the basketball temporarily. hall of fame will come up soon. Uh, the for those who want to
1: fast <laughs> forward, one under uh, names of people who make the basketball hall of fame you've never heard of. I'll put it at two and a half. <laughs>
0: You oh, you over the under. Uh, <laughs> for me, you're just gonna have to trust trust me what I say that I get. I suppose uh, I'll say over.
1: Over? That's entirely possible. I'll, I'll, I'll believe you one way or another. Yeah, but yeah. I, I mean, that's the thing about the Basketball Hall of Fame. It's gonna be Chris Bosh, Paul Pierce, uh, probably a couple of the WNBA ladies, and then probably the Moldovan national team from. 1964
0: who, who might have a star player that that i'm gonna have in a youtube clip that i'll sort of play a little bit later uh for those who want to fast forward as i've been noticing uh we've actually been getting some metrics back people love your death march by the way well, they do Excellent. yes no, yeah. there's
1: nothing people love more than you know than dead people well it's gonna be it's gonna be a short one this week so
0: yeah, so before we didn't we, even so, get, we get things with that. <laughs> yeah, so we have a bit of that, and the headliner is going to be if Evan and I had a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame vote, we're gonna. So if you want to fast forward to that and figure out what us two geniuses, the two people who have really tried to figure out long and hard what the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame should look like. Fast forward a little bit. I can't say how long because we don't know how long our opening is going to be. Just keep hitting that 15-second fast forward, fast forward. It's going to happen, and eventually you're going to get there. I do have a question for you, though, as a Bruins fan. I, I kind of wanted to open mm-hmm. with. Uh, we talked, Yeah, we talked a couple weeks ago about Willie O'Ree. Maybe it was a month ago. Uh, the first uh, black player in the National Hockey League. You know what I learned today? He's not actually the first person of color in the NHL.
1: Who would that have been?
0: That would have been a gentleman uh, from British Columbia named Larry Kwong, who had so one that shift. Was
1: the last thing that got him. he's Asian of some sort.
0: Yes, yeah. Uh, so first, uh, he had one shift that he played in in uh, the, for the New York Rangers, and later on in his career. Because I just learned, I was learning about that. I was reading his obit and everything today. I, I'm really fascinated by, and I kind of feel dumb. I had never heard of him before. Uh, after his career, well, his brief tenure in, in, with the Rangers, so he was playing in the Quebec League and where he was matching point for point with Jean Beliveau a couple of years before Beliveau got called up. So, wow. you know, it, it wasn't sort of like uh, some kind of weird theme night that they were trying for when they put him on the ice. He was a legit player. But uh, that was in forty eight, so the same year, I believe, Oh no, that was a decade after when no. Leo Rhee came yeah. up. It was '58. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Yeah, that was a decade I was later. Say
1: that, I mean, it's it's kind of hard to be the Asian
0: Moonlight Graham of hockey, but I guess that's who he was. <laughs> yeah, he he's no two O Sugimoto. Oh, nice callback. Yes, yeah, very
1: good. I yeah. like
0: it. Yeah, look the look that name up, kids. You're gonna love that one. But uh, yeah, so William. Maybe, Rhee, no, yeah, <laughs> so Ori, who the Red, Red Sox, I was doing some baseball stuff, baseball revisions. I just finished uh, looking more up Manny Ramirez. Uh, but the Bruins will be retiring his number either too soon or, as you'll sort of explain, or not soon enough. And they announced this week that they're not going to do it this year. They want to wait for fans. And I really want your take at, on this as a Bruins fan. Um, so I understand the wanting
1: to do it for fans, uh, but right before this, you brought up a good point that you can do it now and for fans. Mm-hmm. Like there's no reason not to give him the number now. He is 85 years old. Yeah, um, It may be a question of whether they want him traveling. He lives in San Diego now, so there may be an issue of whether or not they actually want him traveling from San Diego when, when not everybody has their, uh, mm-hmm. their COVID vaccine and everything yet. So that could be part of it. But as I said, when we talked about like a month ago. The whole thing it seems kind of rushed for a guy who's eighty-five, because when they signed Craig Smith, which was an awesome signing, um, Smith was going to wear twenty-two, which is was a Reese number. There been like thirty-seven other Bruins wearing Reese number since he retired. Um, so it's not like it's been kept particularly special. And the fact that Smith was going to wear it up until like just about the season started makes me think that they weren't thinking about this four months ago.
0: Probably weren't. They were
1: it was something they just decided to do a little bit spur of the moment. So it doesn't surprise me that they are backing off on a little bit. It's entirely possible though. They could have been thinking about it say last year. Cause um, you could have been think about last year. and Then the bubble happened and they could do it, everything like that. Um, and then they like, Oh, maybe thinking I get better. We'll Cause at some point this year we'll be able to do it. And then they realized everything was too slow and everything like that. So it's totally possible that that's the reason. But um, I think, I think you're right for what you said. I think they should just do it and then have like a Willie O'Ree, like have them do it at, at, at during one of the games and have that all on TV and then do it again next year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Have them come out on, on opening night, drop the puck. They can like celebrate it with the number and everything mm-hmm. and, and do it then. Cause I'm presuming By next fall, the way things are going, that we should be in a situation where we're going to be able to have fans at least to a certain degree in arenas. Right. Um, So I don't see the purpose of waiting for an 85-year-old guy. Just do it unless you don't want him traveling. Just do it uh, and then have him open up a year again. But but like I said, I I have 30 rules of life. Rule 11 is there's a good reason for everything. The good reason – are there are two reasons for everything. Good reason, the real reason. The good reason may they want fans. The real reason may just be like he can't come and they, don't, they want to cover for that or something.
0: I don't know. It could be that. I read something I also uh, this week from a paper in Philadelphia. I didn't catch the writer and he was suggesting that the number 22 be retire universally and I – And and he compared it to Jackie Robinson, and that's not a correct comparison. And yes, Willie O'Ree was a trailblazer, and I'm not meaning this in – or why I'm going to sort of go against it. It's not because O'Ree didn't have the career that Jackie Robinson did. I think anyone who looked at O'Ree's career would see clearly that's the case. That's why O'Ree was inducted as a builder not as a player because I don't think they wanted to put him as – Let's be honest. The worst player in the in the Hockey Hall of Fame, because that's really what he would have been if you put him in that category. When I was reading a lot about uh, some, and I, I don't know how I got in this, probably because of O'Ree, I was looking a lot more about the history of of black hockey players and learning a lot more about this league that existed in Nova Scotia in 1895. Believe it or not, that sort of started this this loose group. That that uh, that took place, and uh, I don't know if you're aware, Nova Scotia. That's that was the first province that really had a lot of African Americans when they were coming up, uh, you know, from the United mm-hmm. States. So there's actually quite a bit. Actually, the Rock's father was from Nova Scotia originally. Useless trivia, no, for you. Wow. Yeah.
1: Interesting. Yeah.
0: Well, every now and then, I've got something interesting. But. When Ori came up, it wasn't like there was a lot of other black players. So when Robinson came up, you knew that there was arguably, at a, let's say, 100, maybe more uh, players in the Negro Leagues that could have been in the majors at that particular point in time. When Ori came in, there was him. That was it.
1: Yeah, and it wasn't like there was a floodgate of other people who came in after him
0: either. No, no, there really wasn't. So I I think retiring that across the league, that's a a little – actually, that's a lot reactionary. But it's overdue for Boston.
1: Yeah, no, it's the right thing for Boston to do. Uh, I think it's the same sort of thing. Well, you also have to put in perspective baseball's place in – at least back then when they had people who cared about the sport in charge – but baseball's <laughs> place in American culture versus hockey's place in American go- or American culture. It's big in Canadian culture, but mm-hmm. again, we're talking about somebody who was with one of the original six franchises, but one of the American original six franchises. Mm-hmm. So I think that has something to do with it. It's also because there was a push for a while for have Clemente's number retired throughout baseball
0: too. Could still happen. I could see that still happening.
1: It could, it could still happen, but Clemente wasn't the first. Latin ball player,
0: either. No. But there's he, no rule that says it has to be the first. That's also
1: true. Clemente is one of the best individuals ever to play in professional sports. Like, mm-hmm. just in terms of being a quality... If there were a Walter Payton award... It's, it's, wait, it's, there's a Roberto Clemente award, right?
0: There is, yeah. For the best player. Yeah, it's yeah. like a combination it's of player. It's the same type of idea.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, so, there, I mean, he, there's
1: yeah. a reason to say that. I actually I in that situation.
0: Yeah, for going back to Clemente, I, I, there there was actually the year before, and they renamed it. Okay, uh, yeah, for, for Clemente.
1: Okay, yeah, because um, uh, they also just renamed what the Taylor Spink Award, right? Oh, in baseball because of his. Uh, mm-hmm. They just renamed one of the awards in in baseball. So the Spink Award or what's the other one?
0: The uh, what, Wasn't it, uh, I'm trying to think, it was like some, it was, uh, well, the Kennesaw Mountain Landis Award. Like it was a trophy given to, mm. crap, what was it like, the yeah. league winner or something? Yeah, this, this is a thing
1: I thought about last week oh, and no, then I oh, yeah. I thought of something, I didn't say it. Yeah, on uh, February 5th, they announced, the baseball writers announced that they're removing Taylor Spink's name from the organization um, of the 334 votes that were cast, 325 were in favor of removing it. So it's just going to be known as a Career Excellence Award. Career Excellence Award.
0: So. What? Oh, why? I don't know. If I'm not that familiar with. Uh...
1: Um, so he essentially ignored the Negro Leagues and used his publication to sustain uh, stereotypes mm-hmm. of Negro League ballplayers not being able to play in the majors.
0: So out and out, lying.
1: Yes, basically.
0: Basically, yeah. Um, I've got a a follow up from last week that I totally forgot when we were talking about how uh, we don't necessarily need to know what a celebrity thinks or what an athlete thinks politically. I've brought this up before. I got to play this because it is my favorite YouTube clip ever. Uh, Jonathan Bernier.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, uh, I know I I told you about him. He was a former Maple Leafs goalie. And uh, for those of my American friends, uh, the Raptors and the Maple Leafs are owned by the same conglomerate. And Masai Ujiri has been the GM in Toronto for quite a while now. And one of the first things that he did is uh, promote a night celebrating Nelson Mandela's life. And because... But, you know, that's a big deal to him and it's a big deal for Masai to really promote uh, basketball and the growth of that in Africa. So, mm-hmm. they had all the Maple Leafs there and the Raptors there to celebrate that. Mr. Bernier was asked about what it's like to celebrate Nelson Mandela. I hope there's no uh, ad here on this, but this is my favorite, 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 favorite thing ever.
2: Just, just wanted to ask you, I mean... Obviously, Nelson Mandela, one of the most significant historical figures of the twentieth century. What, what knowledge or awareness did you have of, of him growing up, or when did you learn of him? Well, obviously, growing up, you, uh, he's one of the the most known athletes uh, in the world, and uh, a lot of impact in any kind of sport that he did. And, uh, that I, you know, even playing hockey, uh, everyone knows him, right? From from being the type of person that he was off the ice and, and on the ice. And it's so unfortunate that he passed away a year ago. But, um, you know, he, he, he changed a lot uh, while he was with us. And he's uh, he's a tremendous guy. Uh, I just think the way uh, he met that is, you know, to me, growing up, playing sports with my parents was something really special because I can share, uh, you know, being, try to be a leader, uh, you know try to share things and and things like that where um, you know as you know when you're group sport you need to do that right you need to be uh as one and i think that's what he meant um you know i think uh sports is very powerful a lot of people obviously love to play the game it can be hockey basketball football and a lot of people watch that and i think that's uh that's kind of the message i personally uh, got from that
0: and that, kids, is why we don't need to worry about what every athlete thinks on every topic.
1: <laughs> I mean, Mandela Mandela's role, just the mucking it up and from the net, it was really the forebear for guys like Billy Garen and Marty LaPointe. And um,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, my, my favorite game is when when he when he, uh, drew, when he uh, scored eighty one points on Zanzibar State.
1: Oh geez, I'm not for had a stinky I thought
0: they were one of those ones without it. So well, I mean, it was a very socially conscious game. Uh, it was very, very big in uh, Zimbabwe, apparently, and it really helped uh, grow the sport. I don't know. It, it was just the most. It's the fa- my favorite clip ever. I don't know how many Americans have heard that, but w- every Canadian had a good laugh at that. I would like to think that. At some point, he was asking one of his teammates right before that. And he's a Quebecer, so forgive my Quebec accent. I think that's okay. I'm half Quebecer, so I, I think I could do this. So uh, we're going to do this uh, thing for Nelson Mandela. Uh, he's uh, – who is he again? Uh, he must have played basketball, no? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's what he did because I just – I just love that. My, my, I, can't even, I can't even figure
1: out who he confused him with. Really. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to figure out, like, who he might have confused and noticed him but I can't come up with, like, another athlete who has a name even close to
0: that. So oh, Nobody. He just had no idea. He just had absolutely no idea. Like, okay, uh, all Maple Leafs are going to this thing. Who's it for? Well, it's, he might not have even known who it was for when he got there. Probably possible. Which is possibly the case. So for – I think maybe we can segue his humiliating death to Evan's death role.
1: <laughs> huh? Yeah, apparently you told me this one of the most popular parts of the of the, of the group. So what are we saying yeah, here? Um, absolutely. I, I – uh... I have to say, this week we didn't have a, a bunch of people. Some weeks, we Absolutely. just have way too many. Yeah. Um, this week, fortunately, we had a fairly light week uh, comparatively. Um, uh, we lost uh, hockey hall of fame, hockey hall of famer, uh, sports writer uh, Frank Orr, passed mm-hmm. away at the age of eighty-four. Mm-hmm. Um, he was with the Toronto Star for many, many years, covering the Maple Leafs. Um, all sorts of stuff. Like that. He was elected to the Hockey Hall of Fame in 1989, the media category. I uh, received a Lifetime Achievement Award from Sports Media Canada in t- uh, 2003. And in 2004, are you ready for this one? Mm-hmm. He was inducted into the this is where you're going to have to help me with because you're Canadian. Etobicoke? At- Etobicoke. At- Sports At- Hall of Fame? Etobicoke. Etobicoke, At- yeah. Sorry, that's not, that that just looks like, uh, uh, like an extra long Scrabble list of letters
0: to me yeah it's Etobicoke is just a small part of uh, western Toronto
1: okay so yeah but Frank Gore passed away at the age of 84 we lost uh, uh, one of the greatest alpine skiers of all time uh, female alpine ski- skiers Inger Bjornbakken who was Norwegian gold medalist in 1958 uh, world championships but she died in a house fire Oh! At the age of eighty, yeah, it was more than anything. I just like we don't have many house fires, so hmm. uh, she was eighty-seven. So who knows exactly what happened there? But uh, he passed away earlier uh, earlier this week. Uh, we also lost um, a man whose middle initial should have been N, but was not Lewis Clark. Uh, <laughs> should have been <laughs> N. Well done. Uh, but, Lewis Clark was a keyboard player and a a, a music arranger, uh, most notably for electric light orchestra. He played with ELO for a while, but he also was a music arranger for tons of stuff, for Roy Orbison, Ozzy Osbourne, America, Kiki D, uh, Asia, uh, all sorts of people like that. Um, So one of those people behind the scenes who does a work that makes music you love, but you don't actually necessarily see. Uh, but he passed away at the age of 73. Uh, but he is known for being one of the people he did play with. He's one of the many people's electric light or, orchestra, uh, as well as that. Um, we lost Rusty Brooks, a mm-hmm. professional wrestler. Um, again, wrestling is your thing. I, from all you told me, he wasn't that big a player. No, he wrestled the TV once, but
0: well, he wrestled on TV quite a bit as a, an enhancement worker. But his big claim to fame is. Back in the '80s, when Hulk Hogan would, was the champion, and he hurt, he never wrestled on TV, you know, they because they th- that was when the draw wasn't to watch it on pay per view. They wanted you to go to the arena to watch it, so you never saw Hogan wrestle on TV. So one of Hogan's rare matches on television, I remember watching this as a kid, was against Rusty Brooks. Uh, it was he could he could wrestle. He just didn't look like much. He was like. Probably 6'1, but 300 pounds. He was like King Kong Bundy, just but he didn't have, he wasn't Bundy, if that makes any sense. But yeah, yeah. just like if you want to, like, have your guy beat a 300 pound guy up who could make you look good, Rusty could do it. D- did it say what he died of?
1: I did not. It said that. Uh, he was apparently s- built six feet, 345 pounds. Sounds about uh, right. But it said yeah. that he passed away at the age of 63, uh, okay. but that he had an- had several toes amputated a few weeks prior to his death.
0: I guess diabetes maybe, huh?
1: Now, it's, that's the number one thing I'd think of with that. At six yeah. feet, 345, diabetes, not particularly.
0: That's what started with Kamala. It was a few toes and then a leg and then a second leg. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, more importantly, though, he uh, he had the Rusty uh, Rusty Brooks Pro Wrestling Academy, which he started oh. in the late 1980s backyard, and uh, and basically he's the operator of the School of Hard Knocks with Boris Malenko, and they Connor Luna Vashon, mm-hmm. Gangrel, Angel Rhodes, MVP. They all were um, okay.
0: graduates
1: great. of so. yeah. Well, Rusty anyway, can perform. Yeah. Well, he, he, he another loss to the WWE, he passed away at the age of 63. Uh, I guess the two biggest names this week, passing away today, is Mark Anthony Morales, uh, better known as Prince Marky D of the Fat Boys, uh, passed away at the age of 52. He was actually, uh, his birthday is tomorrow. He would have been 53 tomorrow. Wow! Um, I, I didn't he realize he was that he, young. Yeah, the fat boys were all much younger, I thought. Yeah.
0: Like,
1: they've been around for a long time. I mean, they, they were in the 1980s, so you gotta figure he was 17 or 18 when they first
0: started. It would right? have to be. It would have to be. I remember yeah. my, my cousin, who was my age, actually, because, uh, you yeah, know, we were. As we were becoming teenagers, I was going more the, the hard rock route. And he was going the whole rap route. And He just loved the Fat Boys. I never got it, frankly. And Looking back, I still don't get it <laughs> with the Fat Boys. But hey, kudos to them. They parlayed a, a mediocre rap career and they got a film out of it. Just The Fat Boys and Disorderlies. Why do and I know this?
1: At one point in the mid-80s. He was engaged to Peppa of Salt and Peppa.
0: Yeah, you told me. I had no idea. Like that was Jesus. I wonder what she's thinking right that now. Was
1: a good, that was a good pull for him.
0: <laughs>
1: that yeah, that, that, was, that, was, that was that was punching above his weight class, and he was known for having a high weight class.
0: <laughs> that was yeah. That was like one of those games where, and every couple does it, whether they admit it or not. You look at another couple, and then you sometimes you you play. Okay, so who who's the winner?
1: Yeah.
0: For me, it's it's totally yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, every way Prince every
1: Oh,
0: I'm sorry. I'm just saying, in every way possible, I, I I I won that one. Oh, it's totally
1: you. Yeah. Oh, well, god. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. So. But yeah, Fat Boys. That's uh. Yeah. She's yeah. living
1: life a luxury in the in the Caribbean
0: right now. So. Oh. <laughs> I wouldn't say luxury, but it's it's not too bad. I, I'd rather be here than Texas. Here's uh
1: No, that's true. Yeah, well, yeah. Anyway, well, yeah, that could, anyway, well, I'll, yeah, that I'll, could go
0: I'll, other
1: I'll ways. But yeah, yeah. Um, and then the, I guess the uh, the biggest name of the week for us probably is Vincent Jackson. Um, Tragic. Jack, Jackson, who I think is eligible for, uh, for, uh, for the Pro fo- Football of Fame next year. Yeah. Um, and we already we, we talked about that last week with the class of there's you know, Steve Smith and Andy Campbell and Andre Johnson. Already there, but Vincent Jackson was—I mean, he's not a Hall of Famer, but he no. was a very good wide receiver for two teams. Absolutely. For a very, um, even Vincent Jackson before Mike Evans showed up was in many ways the entire offense mm-hmm. of the of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and he was one of the people who Rivers depended on in the beginning of his career, out over in uh, in San Diego. Um, but he passed away. Apparently, he passed away several days before he was found where I saw in a hotel room um, at the way too young age of 38.
0: I was reading today they think he might have been an alcoholic too. I don't know how true that is, but depressed, self-medicated. Apparently his family called him – the way I read it, and I I should have reread this beforehand, like three days ago his family reported him missing. And then they found mm-hmm. that he checked into that hotel. And I guess he just slapped the do not disturb sign, I'm guessing. Uh, mm-hmm. It's hotel de- deaths. Uh, my, my wife, who's in hospitality, has dealt with a few of those. And, yeah, far too many. That's far too common. That and apparently cruise ships. That's one of the first things they teach it. Yeah. Yeah. How to deal with um, that.
1: Yeah, I mean, there are no signs of trauma with him. Um, it's entirely possible he had CTE. They are going to donate mm-hmm. his brain to mm-hmm. the study. Um, but all in all, prior to this downturn at the end of his life, one of the also stand-up guys in football, a, a usual one of the people who was up there as one of the top great guys in in football, um, I mean, he's—I I don't know—I don't know what to say. He just—it's it, just sad. I mean, forget his statistics. It's just—it's just sad that someone who was that good for that long doesn't make it. To, doesn't make it even to forty
0: mm-hmm.
1: after everything going on. So.
0: And didn't feel for whatever reason that might be, uh, whether it was CTE, uh, which we don't know, uh, whether it was other some form. Clearly, there's some kind of mental health issue. Not clearly, but I, I think we can safely assume that that played a part, and it, it had to be. I mean, I guess if your family's doing a missing missing persons report, you know, you're that worried about where he might be. There are some demons there. What, what they are, what, what they're not, we, we don't know. Uh, we'll probably never know. Right. But it's a shame that he didn't feel that he could go to anyone in the circle.
1: Yeah.
0: you know, And yep. like you said, forget the stats. It doesn't, it doesn't even matter right now. It's a 38-year-old man who felt his life wasn't worth living. And why? Yeah. Well, this took a yeah. dark turn.
1: Well, my, actually, one of the things I read when I was reading about him, do you know that he was accepted into Columbia University?
0: No, I didn't know and that.
1: He could play football.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Hmm. Uh, do you, he's the highest drafted player out of what college? Here's a good question for you.
0: Crap, I just NFL looked this up. Is. Uh, n-
1: Second round, pick 61.
0: Northern Colorado?
1: Northern Colorado.
0: All right. Place. Well done, and I, and as you can, and I, you can see, I wasn't looking. We're, 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 yeah, we're, we're, we're watching each other. We're not, we're not putting it on video yet. We will get there, but yeah, uh, no, no cheating involved.
1: Yeah, there was no cheating. I have to say, this was my idea this week because I realized I've been talking over you more, and I don't hear you on certain things. Mm. So I want to make sure we at least kind of see each other to cut down on that. So yeah,
0: I'm usually spouting off nonsense anyway. <laughs>
1: And, uh, and the last one, of course, we have to deal with the beige
0: missile Ah, herself. what'd she do? What did she do?
1: Uh, she, she got Hungarian Olympic boxer Istvan Turu, uh, died of uh, COVID uh, in, uh, in, uh, earlier this week at the age of 58. Uh, he competed in the men's lightweight event at the 1988 Summer Olympics in Seoul.
0: Oh. Did you watch the, the boxing from that in 88 in Seoul?
1: Probably at some point, but I don't remember
0: it off the top of my head. It was, uh, Yeah, here's what I remember from it. I couldn't tell you any of the winners, but I remember this. They had this dumb idea because they, they were trying to, I guess, fast track as much as they could. So they had two, two rings in whatever facility they had, I guess an arena. And people were getting confused because they would actually have the fights go on at the same time. So they had it like 90 seconds apart. So one would be like the bell and one would be like a horn. And then one guy, I don't know if he got knocked out or he got hit when he thought the the round was over. Oh, jeez. So he just stood there, like, afterward. And the other guy realized that it wasn't. I got to look that up. But, yeah, that was not exactly the greatest organization that uh, the Olympics ever had. But they perfected and they learned. And now look at their K-pop mute. They're so tight. They're so tight. If you think, oh my God, there's something terrible hashtagging on Twitter about your favorite or unfavorite political figure. It's not. It's all Korean dances. It's (laughs) – I will never understand that trend, why they hijack this, good or bad, but they do. And I'm older. I don't have to understand it. I just have to accept it.
1: Yeah, there are certain things. I actually was talking to one of the um, – so I'm, I'm, I'm teaching some training classes for our new agents coming in, and I was talking today what about one of them said, so do you know that famous Tom Petty line? And he said to me, who's Tom Petty? <coughs> and I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> uh... He's 23. The a 23-year-old guy from, uh, from Illinois. He had no idea who Tom Petty was. So
0: there's a a beer down here called deputy and I've recorded myself. Uh, I'm actually sort of staying sober this month. Uh, I don't know why I just decided to, well, sort of, I got one free beer given to me by a neighbor and that's all I've had. We're on lockdown by the way, in Barbados. So very, it's a much, yeah, yeah. It's a pretty, we're not, our percentage of COVID is far less than most countries. But uh, they take – or our prime minister is taking it very seriously. But anyway, so the the beer deputy. I filmed myself doing something dumb shit. I said, like, yeah, I was at the bar and I ran into Tom Betty and he was worried about my alcoholism. He said, you know, you don't have to drink another deputy. Don't have to drink another (laughs) deputy. I sent that to the people who would get that horrible reference. (laughs) And none of them were under the age of 30. Actually, my wife, who's not under the age of 30, but did not come to Canada until she was 24. I had no idea what the hell I was doing with that. She doesn't know what Tom Petty is either. I I, I
1: was expecting there to be, I shot the sheriff, but I didn't drink Nah, it's
0: too easy. It was too easy. It was the first thing I did, and then just people look at me like, yeah, we've never heard that before. Like, okay, I got to be a little bit more creative.
1: Is there a third song with the word Deputy in it?
0: Well, that's not even a second song. I just replaced Refugee with Deputy.
1: That's a good point. Never mind. That's entirely true. (laughs) I have been drinking. So, got my, uh, can't be there. I have my Woodford Reserve and my Chrissy Red Bear. Nice. Nice. I'll I'll it up at a uh, craft fair in washington
0: dc years ago well when we have our giant project out we will be celebrating and then with that we'll always have stuff to talk about for sure there'll never be definitely yeah and we'll probably talk about hmm? yeah yeah like if, (laughs) if we had a rock and roll hall of fame vote which is probably unlikely that we ever will even though i think that you and i are very qualified for it but let's also admit something we don't fit a demographic that they need to fill right now. We think. Because we don't even know how many w- the voters. We have no idea. Well, I,
1: I saw something this week. They said that the over 1,000 people they expect to vote. I was like, that's the first time I'd seen anyone say that. I just I looked at them I'm like, how do we know there are 1,000 people?
0: The only thing I know for sure is that every inducted Hall of Famer gets to vote. But not mm-hmm. doesn't mean they do. I'm pretty sure John, Johnny Rotten doesn't fill out a vote. Probably couldn't be I bothered.
1: I hope he does and just like votes for one person and just fills the rest with expletives, or he, or he turns in blank balance.
0: It could be. That'd it be could be. That, you know, That's pretty much all, all we really know from that. And I know we've sort of talked about like who we would vote for. But I, I played it a little differently in my head this time. Uh, to not to really look at this and say, OK, who would I really vote for if I had this type of power? And it went a different way than I initially thought. Uh, I can walk you through my process if you're curious.
1: Yeah, Yo, please. Go ahead.
0: All right. So let me – I got to bring up else We got to talk about
1: that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Very true. So the first thing I, I did is I looked at those who I would – eliminate right away and this is not meant as as any disrespect to any of these people because I can make a case for all of them but I took off four right right away that would not be getting my vote uh first is Dionne Warwick that that was pretty easy to be honest not because I don't respect her I do I don't know that in terms of her rock and roll credibility if we want to use that word she has the least in this group, to me, she knew that it's coming, me, so uh, <laughs> yeah, and and probably no, I, she, I have to bring up like,
1: friends network whenever I can.
0: Yeah, so she, so really, she already saw this coming that that I wasn't going to yeah. be pulling for her. So she probably already knows she's not getting in. Uh, the other one was Mary J. Blige, who I actually respect the hell out of, but this just isn't the year for her. She's only been on the ballot a couple years, or only been eligible for three years. And again, I was trying to think along those terms, who, who might I see again? Who Mm -hmm. doesn't need it? Who has a fan base that may not be that passionate about it? Mary J sort of fit that bill. Uh, Kate Bush, same thing. Again, totally different artist, but, and I would have no problem at all if she got in. I'd be pleasantly surprised, but I eliminated her right away. The other one I eliminated almost as quick, although who I personally love is Devo, but then I said to myself, okay, they're not even the biggest snub in the genre that they're in, which is mm-hmm. electronica and everything that they, that came out of theirs or came out of their first album was, I don't want to say an homage to work, but the influence is clearly there. So... Mm-hmm. Which leads me to sort of a similar thing with Rage Against the Machine. I think they're a brilliant band. I love their music, but a lot of their influences aren't in yet.
1: And they would admit that.
0: They would definitely admit that.
1: Tom Morello's already said that multiple times. Yeah, time. and um, he's on
0: the. Yeah, and actually, sorry, there was one I, I had I eliminated quicker, and that's LL Cool J. And again, it's not a shot at him. I, I think that. And you and I, we've talked about that. There's a better other, there's a better second rapper that they could have had. So then with everyone left, it, it became very hard. Sorry, Sorry. I have to say
1: the commission has said I got to knock you out. <laughs> <laughs> the chairman. Oh so my God.
0: It.
1: Yeah.
0: Anyway. I was also. also I'm going seg- to say, I'm going to do a little tangent here just because I can, uh, because I do. Uh, so it took two hours to get groceries today because of, uh, Lockdown and everything, so I've been doing my Acclaim Music Greatest Albums of All Time. And for those who aren't aware what that is, just go to the AcclaimMusic.net. It's a it's a great compilation of every album that is sort of ranked or song ranked by Rolling Stone or NME or Kerrang. not just in the U.S. but in Canada, England, everywhere. So because we can, I just listened to all the most acclaimed albums. So today was uh, it was the whole album while I was waiting outside to get in the grocery store. N.W.A., straight out of Compton. And it made me think, damn, the two guys responsible for, for uh, Fuck the Police probably have private security now. Mm. And one has played a cop, very convincingly. One
1: has played a cop for a very long time.
0: Well, no, that's not, well, Ice-T. I, I'm talking Ice Cube when he was in 21 Drum Street. Oh, sorry, yes. Yeah. True. No, and uh, Ice-T was worse. He said he was cop killer, mm-hmm. which is also fascinating. My dad likes that show. I have to, I have to play that. He says, like, Finn, what? But, anyway, you know. sorry, I just sort of, like, went on that whole weird tangent. It was just a weird thing that I was thinking about. So I've got this group left, and then I just thought, okay, well, who do I think has to go in right away? And it it reminded me of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Uh, Jay-Z is Peyton Manning this year. His first Mm -hmm. ballot, he's got to go in. Uh, Foo Fighters are my Charles Woodson. I can Mm -hmm. make a slight case against it, but not really. Like, if it waited a year, nah. But, I mean, like, those to me, those are one and done, and it should be.
1: Yeah, I mean, they've been talking about this for years, that this is the first time in a while. They would have had two legitimate first ball Hall of Famers. So mm-hmm. yeah, they're, they're both getting
0: in. Right. And so like that's – so that just left me with a few other spots in the middle. So,
1: so before you go any further, are you doing five? Are you doing six? Are you doing seven? How many you – Five. Uh, you, five? OK. Because
0: I'm going under the assumption that they're going to do five. OK. Right. So uh, I don't know how they're going to do it. I know that we're asked a lot uh, by the same gentleman, Richie Leitner, like which five to seven acts do you see getting in? And I'm just going to go with five because that's traditionally, although it can be different because we don't know what they're going to do. Sometimes they just throw you an early influence out of nowhere. Sometimes some they'll just say, hey, uh, I'm an Arrogant Award. And it happens with one. sometimes some of the finalists and most recently with Niall Rogers of Chic. So this left me with a few people. And then I just decided, okay, Tina Turner is going to be my number three. Mm-hmm. She gets my vote. And... I, it's weird because I think a lot of people when they're looking at this ballot, they're going to compare Mary J, Shaka Khan, and Tina Turner. And th- those three women, other than b- all three of them being black, their discography is just so different from each other. Mm-hmm. They all overlap soul in some capacity. But Tina Turner is a rock star and a pop star. Mary J. Blige is a soul, soul star and a hip-hop star. Shaka Khan is a funk goddess. They're, they're all so different, but I'm not picking Tina at the expense of the others. I just think she belongs. I'm looking forward to, I know that you're going to pick her. I'm assuming so, but I I think your, your reasoning will be a little bit more depth than mine is. Uh, I've said this before. I'll say this again. If you doubt Tina's rock chops, it's an album of covers, but acid queen from, I believe the mid seventies is there is not a better rock and roll female voice in my mind than <clears throat> Tina Turner. So that left me with sort of like then eliminating and Iron Maiden was one to go for me. And it was tough because I think the rock and roll has done a shit job in heavy metal. And they're going to continue to do a shit job in heavy metal. A lot of people who have, have these voices and who are influential are rock critics and a lot of rock musicians who don't like heavy metal. They they, mm-hmm. they don't. If this was Judas Priest or Motorhead, they would have gotten one of my spots. But to me, mm-hmm. Iron Maiden is below slightly the other two in terms of influence. I, I think you I think you said this last week that they just said, okay, well, Motorhead didn't work. Judas Priest didn't work. Let's try this one. So mm-hmm. Iron Maiden to me as much as I want to vote for them. And I probably would in a different ballot did not get my spot. Okay. So my fourth one before I go into my final elimination was Fela which shouldn't probably isn't a surprise to you.
1: It's no surprise to me. They, they, I mean, you have been on Fela for almost yeah. as long as I've known you.
0: Yeah. And it's, you wouldn't necessarily know it by the rank that I have them at. I, and again, the ranks change based on input, which I'll get to when I, when I talk about the Go-Go's because he's only like 370-something right now. But in terms of another thing that I was sort of thinking of, fellow might not be on this ballot ever again. I, entirely possible. I don't know that – and I hate to think this way, but we have to think this way. There's a lot of politics involved and you want – if you're going to have the most important musician ever in Africa, from Africa, on a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame ballot, this sort of seems like it's the year for it. For those not familiar with his work, just the – it's not the best deep dive but it's a pretty good deep dive. You can If you've got iTunes, Fela Kuti Essentials, but then look at when he did this. And if you can't hear the music behind that influenced everything years later in the United States or in the United Kingdom, well, it's not that you can't. You will. You'll definitely hear that. In terms of his politics, it's right up there, and it's very pertinent to what's going on right now, uh, very socially conscious. And it's just excellent music. This is the best year for him. This is the year that – and again, I, I'm thinking – Almost like I would if I had a baseball Hall of Fame ballot a few years ago, where you're voting for people who you might not necessarily be your favorite, but you want to see them on the ballot again. Mm-hmm. The rock Hall doesn't work that way. I don't know that we'll ever see him again, ever.
1: Yeah. I, I, I know what you finish, and I'm going to come back to something I read this week about the Rock Hall, but go ahead.
0: I want to make sure you're finished. First. Yeah, no, and th- this is – I don't know that this necessarily opens up the door for anybody. Because sometimes we'll ask each other, who does this open the door for? What, King Sonny a day? I don't see that. But nobody. Does
1: it open the door maybe for, um, uh, I don't know. I mean, King Sonny a day is probably a good choice.
0: It could go back to another Jamaican artist. Uh, I, I noticed I was getting a whole lot of site traffic from Jamaica and I was like, how, why? And it was, they, they were covering something I wrote on the rock list about Toots and the Maytals. Because that would be, so does it go back to that? I would think that would be a possible logical choice. But when we can't really define what rock and roll music is, I know Gene Simmons thinks he can. But uh, I disagree with his assessment, I disagree with him on a lot of things even though I love listening to Kiss, go figure. But this is the right year and I don't know when I'll see him again. So that just left – it left the Go-Go's, it left Shaka Khan, it left Carole King, it left the New York Dolls and it left Todd Rundgren. And this was a massive struggle. I passed on Todd Rundgren only because I think that he could get the Ahmed Award.
2: He's
1: he's going and so if he doesn't get in this year, they're going to figure out a way to do that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They just are going to. He's so Tom Rodgren is someone who should get in as an artist, but could also get in for the work he do, did producing for everybody. I don't like. I can't yeah. just say like we like everybody. Absolutely. So his, his his impact on music goes far beyond even as his work as an artist. Mm-hmm. So he would be entirely appropriate for that Musical Excellence Award.
0: Absolutely. More, way more than Ringo Starr was. So that's for damn sure. <laughs> now I can see her face on this. This is awesome.
1: You have to bring that up on uh, today. Yoko Ono's 90th birthday today? Or what is she? Her, it's today's, 1933 she's born. Her 88th birthday today. Damn. Yeah. Everyone's getting old.
0: Oh, father time undefeated so I, I i only took out todd not because i he's not worthy of that fifth spot for me he totally is but i see another path so i wouldn't that that's the only reason I, i'm pulling my vote uh carol king is already in technically well not technically she is I, uh, as a songwriter i know I would,
1: I would say in technically still even though she's in
0: fair fair enough Fair enough, and I've I've read some people say, "Well, it's only because it's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame." Well, she's only in because of a man. Well, that was one hell of a partnership. So let's just let's just sort of well, her and Jerry Goffin in terms of what they created. You don't agree?
1: I know, I know, I know. But just the the demeaning that she's only in because no, of a
0: man. I, I I'm not saying that. I've read oh, no, I, I mean, people say I, that sarcastically. My, my, my
1: facial reaction, which really is going to translate very well on radio.
0: Right?
1: <laughs> um. In the, words, in the words of Fozzie Bear when they were recording the Muppets album, what? You couldn't hear my ears wiggle? <laughs> um, uh, no, but no, it was my reaction wasn't due to the partnership. My reaction is the fact that you are minimizing her contribution that brought in the coattails of the guy. That's all.
0: But that I am?
1: No, no, no the, the, not you. Oh, okay, the person yeah. who is saying. Yeah. No, I, no, no, no. Well, I'm not putting. I'm putting
0: the words that came out of your mouth back into your mouth. I know okay. you quoting somebody else. All right, cool. Well, and actually it's – and that writer – actually it was a couple writers. They were exclaiming that's why she was in in a sarcastic tone. So they weren't actually saying that that's why she was. Okay. She was saying that's why they felt they could put her in that way. And I was just, again, re-listening to Tapestry about a week because I was actually on that list. And just – it's mm-hmm. it's an incredible – that was a hard one for me to pull and the only reason I did is because she's been inducted in a lot of Hall of Fame. So I don't necessarily see an urgency, although I if there was a six, she's my number six. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so then that sort of left me with three. Uh, Shaka Khan, New York Dolls, and the Go-Go's. I passed on Shaka only because I know I'm going to see her next year. I'm acting so, as if I'm going to have this vote again. Uh, like I'm an actual voter. Yeah. Cause that, and that's the, and it's not because I don't think she's deserving. I totally do. I've been spending also some time, uh, watching some live performances. Uh, I, what did we do before YouTube? I don't know. And it's, and it's been great. So then it's left me with the go-go's and rage against the machine. i oh, sorry. The New York dolls. And I went with the go-go's just barely. Uh, I, I, and again, the New York Dolls have, have Belong and then I looked at that My same ar- argument with Iron Maiden If New York Dolls was on this On a ballot with MC5, who would I pick? Well, it's MC5 and I wouldn't think about it And would I put two of them Two of the, those two in the same same year I wouldn't have So the Go-Go's are a group, and I mentioned earlier that I've seen some bands plummet in ranking Because of votes They get destroyed on my site Really, I, I don't I don't know why I mean I guess I know why but I don't agree with it if I, if I just went by if, it, if that whole thing was just ranked on hell yes put them in which is the top category for that they would be 100 if, they'd probably be 100 spots lower if I, if I really put, put that as the primary thing I don't. Uh, I, I use that as a modulator each year, but I think the Go Go's definitely belong. I think what they've meant to rock and roll, and it's, it's really disgusting that it took until 1981 for an all-girl group. And I'm not, I'm not discounting the Runaways, but the Runaways were not commercially successful by any stretch, and there were a lot of people who thought they knew a lot about music in the '70s. Who had no idea who the hell they were,
1: and and the runaways were a little bit manufactured.
0: That's also true. If you know it, yeah. Um, they, they were, yeah, they
1: were kind of again a hell of a group. You got you got uh, Joan Jett, you got Lita Ford, Jerry Curry. Yeah, that group was put just put together. So,
0: and I, I think it's also important that there for this one, especially you. I can't. Rationalize on this ballot not having at least two girl groups or two two female acts. I can't. If it was weaker female candidates, maybe, but none of them are weak to me except for maybe Dion, and I don't really even I don't, I don't even really feel that way. So that, so for the Go Go's. For, for those reasons above, and I don't feel that I'm doing this to pander because I want to see – I'm not even sure that I necessarily want to see more women in that. I do agree with the sentiment. Uh, no, I, I do want to see more women in it, but I, I don't think that the percentage – and I've explained this before where it's like 7.7% female is necessarily all that out of whack because of the high amount of male bands that exist. And a lot mm-hmm. of female artists are solos. That's how it is. Or you've got one female and a predominantly male group. I don't know why that is. It just is. I'll let, I'll let somebody, a sociologist, explain that one. Yeah. So those, so, right, so those are my five.
1: You, so so re- reiterate your five. So you have – uh, Yeah, my go ahead.
0: votes would be the Foo Fighters, the Go-Go's. Uh, Tina Turner... Oh, I have three. Oh, no, two, sorry. Tina Turner, Jay-Z, and... Who was my fifth? I just blanked it, blanked again. Uh, oh, Fella thank you.
1: And then your sixth would have been Carol King.
0: Carol King, even, vote, yeah.
1: If we could vote for seven, who would have been your seventh? Because sometimes there may be seven getting in. I
0: Okay, fair
1: enough.
0: Yeah.
1: All right, so... Let me me go into one thing. and I'll go into my my reasoning here in a second. Um, I was reading something this week. It was four four days ago. Let me just see if I I pulled up the um, article here. From Mark Beaumont of NME, he said that the Rockwell Hall of Fame is turning to a museum and that's time for a change. Um, It just, like, all of these... This is is the one where I had the 1,000 rock experts. This is actually where I got it. So just like the the number of people who on this ballot who should be in, that we're just so far behind with the Rock Hall getting worthy acts in. That at this point, we're inducting, we're on the verge of inducting wax figures essentially rather than actual live people, because there are just so many people who deserve in. They actually just said why, uh, why would they just put retroactively put everyone in who's ever been nominated and just start from there and just start fresh with the new people coming out. I don't know if it's true or not. It was an interesting article. I recommend you go to go through it. Um, but it just ridiculous. It's just like saying how ridiculous that Lou Reed was abducted two years after he died. T-Rex only got in last year. People like the Moody Blues, Dire Straits, and Eden Simone got in three years ago when none of them had been on the charts for... I mean, it was the last time Dire Straits was even... Doing it, Walk of Life. I mean, their Walk of Life video has Larry Bird highlights in it, right? So it just—it was an interesting article. The Rock Hall needs to figure out a way to update itself, or we're just gonna get to the point where there's gonna be so many backdrop people who deserve to be in. The fact that carol King was nominated for the first time in 1986 and is still going. Mm-hmm. Is or or this is the first time we've had nomination for Dean Warwick, and she's been eligible since 1989. That they they have to come up with some sort of way to fix this essentially. So I don't I don't know exactly how it's going to work um, because he just says there's no there should be be manufactured intrigue over like whether Finley's or craftwork is a better hand because there's no good way to compare them. They should just both be in already. So it's, it was an interesting, it's an interesting article. I don't know if I agree with all of it, um, but it just seems... It, it, it's something that it does make some sort of sense in the fact that he's basically saying it's not a celebration of rock music so much as it's becoming a rock morgue, where they're putting in the dying, the dying embers of music, which he says apparently seemed to stop in 1986, except for a few except for a few uh, First bands. Um And there, I think there's a certain degree of, of validity to the fact that like, we haven't even started talking about bands like, I don't know, Sonic Youth or Social Distortion or, uh, I need to just off the top of my head. Um, I mean, just fill in your favorite... Banned from that time, from any time like 19, I guess the replacements got nominated once, but like anyone from like 1989 through yeah. the present, there's just a, so few of them are getting nominated. We're still fighting through the 70s at this point, right? I mean, at what point does the Rock Hall stop mattering? Hmm.
0: Uh, I mean, there's always going to be some people who are going to say it doesn't matter because so and so is not in.
1: Right, but I mean, you can do that for any Hall of Fame.
0: This
1: like is I true. said, like I said last week, there's that woman who was telling us we were all wrong that Nickelback was eligible this year when they're not and was basically going to nuts on the internet for Nickelback. Like, there's always going to be those people, no matter what you do. There's somebody out there right now furious that. Mosey Tapupu is not in the Pro Football Hall of Fame like there's just someone out there right now who's is, is, now.
0: is that person's last name Tatupu
1: yeah that Tatupu yes Mosey Tapupu and Lofo Lofo is his son right <laughs> but like what are we I don't know it's, it, it doesn't matter that way but it are still working on people from the 60s and 70s and they don't have a seniors committee. they say they have a seniors committee but they don't use it, right? Mm-hmm. They don't use the Musical Excellence Award that often except to get members of the Beatles and Pete Best is definitely going to be the next one they use um, <laughs> but like it, 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 there's a legitimate argument about the fact that the Rock Hall has to figure out a way to update or it's going to become who are these people to most people like, we're already of people in their 20s who don't know who Tom Petty is which is more on that person than anyone else but like what, what are we going to be doing? We're going to have a whole bunch of people trying to vote for the New York Dolls. I guarantee I've almost never heard of the New York Dolls or Fela Cooney.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I think there's a lot of people who don't know who that is now.
1: I spent a lot of time listening to Fela Cootie, by the way, on the, uh, on the nomination name. Okay. So it was good. Uh, uh, yeah, I, Actually, uh, with someone like Fela Cootie, I know Afrobeat is very different. But Bella wasn't really necessarily a singer, so much. Would that help someone like Gil Scott Heron? Maybe.
0: Gil, that's a good question. Actually, Gil Scott Heron might have been a better choice if they were thinking all politically conscious. Or, yeah. well, I mean, Gil Scott Heron's in, one, in my short
1: list. If mm-hmm. I could just any from rock history who's not in on fifteen, Gil Scott Heron's one of my top. I mean, it's not even top fifteen, it's top five.
0: Never and never so, been nominated.
1: Never been nominated. I mean,
0: that, see that—that's the
1: thing about LL Cool J's nomination, right? That I brought this up last week. Yeah. That L, I would not have a problem with LL Cool J being in the Rock Hall, but we already have Jay Z on this ballot. They're not going to put two rap artists in. No. If you're going to nominate a second rap artist, nominate the Sugarhill Gang. Nominate Gil Scott-Heron. Nominate, or bring back Eric B. Rakim, Bring back Africa Bombato, Bring back someone else just to get them back in the conversation of one of the forefathers of that genre. Before we're going back to LL. the LL's not going to get in, and he's just taking up a spot like, I'd rather have that spot go to somebody else altogether from out of that genre, or if we're going to stick in that genre, go to somebody who. not at all. And how this is, what, his fifth time
0: on the ballot? Something like that. He, he's in a, in a weird spot because he's, Six. time does not help Sorry. him because as rap and hip hop continue to explode, there's always going to be a bigger name coming up. Mm-hmm. now he's got Eminem next yeah
1: and we haven't even gotten to a tribe called Quest or Snoop, or like there are a bunch of others who have just not yeah. been have not been nominated and left left out right, at this point because they because the rap folks have made the decision to nominate one artist generally a year to try and get him in which is a smart way of doing things this mm-hmm. year they did two and they just picked the wrong second one
0: no I agree with they, you
1: they, they picked guy from, from the show with the uh, the uh, with Robin the guy from the circle <laughs>
0: oh my god
1: from from Batman and Robin
0: Batman and holy Robin holy rusted
1: metal Batman what's that this island it's made of metal and it's rusty and full of holes
0: okay.
1: the greatest line from Batman and Robin the movie
0: no 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 no! this is the best line from that movie sit <laughs> me up Uncle Alfred <laughs> Because yeah, what I'm thinking of. Uh, all right, we're gonna have the bat. We're gonna have Batgirl. We're, we're gonna have. All right, now who can we sort of cast right now that I believe could win a fight? Who, or, well, they got to be good looking. Well, it doesn't really matter. Gonna, well, just a good body. Okay, okay well we got. Well, uh, we got this person. This person. This person. This person. This person. And okay, well I got someone in mind. I think she's around five foot two. Okay, well does it look like she can throw a punch? Well, we got stunt doubles for that. Like, okay, can she act? Did you see the Aerosmith video? Yeah. Well, she stuck out her finger, but okay. Well, what about, what about what about the other girl, Liv Tyler? You know, maybe we could go that that route. You know, she's a little bit taller. I think maybe she's sort of got a like. No, 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 no. We got we got this one here. We we got the exact right one we want here. Well, you gosh, god, damn. That, that to me is actually the worst casting choice. Clooney as Batman did not suck. The movie sucked.
1: movie did suck. Very much so. So. so anyway.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know how the hell so we got onto the Batgirl. You know,
1: I, I brought up a movie from 1998 that, you know, it's definitely ran, most of our core rock.
0: I, I ran with it. Uh, Sorry.
1: And it seemed recently. Definitely, definitely repellent playable. By the way, speaking of movies that are awful that I rewatched for, for some a long time, I rewatched uh, Robin Hood Prince of Thieves.
0: <laughs>
1: that movie is like levels of except for Snape, except for, uh, uh, why can't I get his name? Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman is so much better than everybody else in that movie, it's ridiculous. That movie is historically bad. So,
0: anyway. And uh, as Um, as my Jamaican friend has told me, I'm pretty sure there was no one who looked like me running around Sherwood Forest. (laughs) Uh, Can I, one more more thing though, Uh, because since you went there, I know Kevin Costner gets shit on for his changing accent in that movie. Mm Mm-hmm. How come he gets shit on, but Carrie Fisher never gets dumped on for for her, how she starts the film with a bad British accent in Star Wars I and know, just drops Carrie it completely? I should have known you. Yeah. To, I should have known you by a foul stench. <laughs> but anyway, uh, your your choices.
1: I I'd still have to say no accent ever bothered me more. I've never been happier for a movie death. Uh, Just so I didn't have to hear the accent anymore than when Martin Sheen got thrown off the roof in The Departed. (laughs) When Martin Sheen got thrown off the roof, spoiler alert, it's only halfway through the movie. When Martin Sheen gets thrown off the roof in The Departed and I don't have to listen to his accent anymore, that movie goes up from like a three to a nine in terms of quality of that movie. His accent is that bad in that film. Uh, Anyway, so my list. Let's get to my list here. All right. So I'll go through my my reasoning with you. Um, sure. So the first one I eliminated was LL Cool J. Again, not that I have any problem with LL being in there. But well, they're not going to put two they're not putting two rap groups in and Jay-Z's getting in. So that, that's an easy one. So LL's out. Jay-Z's in which means LL's up. Easy enough? Mm-hmm. Um, so that could, the second one who's definitely in for me is is Foo Fighters, like I said. So I don't really need to talk much about that. The third one who's in is, let let me just give you a quick list here. The 100 Greatest Artists in Rock and Roll History, according to Rolling Stone. They've done it in 2004. They did it in 2011. They probably need to update it sometime here soon. Of all the people who are eligible for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the one who's not in at number 61 in the original list and number 63 in the second list is Tina Turner. On her own alley. Mm-hmm. That's all you need. Like Tina Turner should have been in. She should have been the first woman in twice, no offense to Stevie Nicks. But she should have been the first first female member of the Clyde McFadder Club. She should have been the first female member of the Clyde McFadder Club twenty years ago. Um, so Tina Turner is in. So there's three, and I've eliminated now. So now the question comes to me. I'm with you on Devo. I like Devo. I understand the importance of Devo, but Kraftwerk has to be in first. Mm -hmm. They just do. Uh, It may, I honestly think it may take Doc Punk getting in before Uh, Kraftwerk is in.
0: It could happen. It sounds
1: crazy, but I think that's almost the way it's going to have to happen for us to go that way. So, By the way, I'm so so upset with my prop bet that that Daft Punk didn't show up for with the weekend for the halftime show. They already had their masks ready. <laughs> I mean,
0: maybe, they, well, maybe, maybe there were. Maybe in, in that in that maybe, group, maybe they were, we didn't know
1: they were, they were in their dancing group. It's
0: totally possible. Yeah, well, so anyway, so, so, even so, if you got that, it was a runaway. It was a, it was a, uh, Ted yeah. just ran away with it.
1: Yeah. Um, Kate Bush is. Very important, but dwarfed by the other women on this list, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I have no trouble with Kate Bush getting in at some point in the future. She's just last place to me of the women on this list. And again, it's not fair. I'll repeat it again. It's not fair to compare all the women to each other when we don't do that with men. But that's how the way the Rock Hall works. Generally, with the way they're looking at things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I expect Todd Rundgren's going to get in the back doorway, so I'm going to take Rundgren off for that. Uh, I also took Chaka Khan off, again, not Ooh. because I don't think she belongs, although I promise you would vote for her just to get her off the list so we can go talk about somebody else. Um, but I have, I have people I feel a little bit more important about. I don't think Mary J. Bloch is going to get more support than you think.
0: Well, I didn't. I didn't say that. Uh, I well, I guess I did say it, but last week I didn't think she was going to do that well.
1: I actually, when Richie wanted his list of people, I have Mary J. Blige. Uh, my prediction is for seventh place. Uh, she is absolutely beloved by the gay community. Like, like she is way up there. Uh, And I don't know – what we. none of us know what the voting block is, but it would not surprise me if a whole bunch of people rallied behind her. But I am not voting for her just based off of who else is on this list.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, Dionne Warwick, again, same thing. Although it was interesting, Dionne Warwick's son is very much becoming like um, Jen Matthews. So he's going Uh -uh. around trying to get – he's going around trying to get her Kennedy honors – He's trying to get her lifetime achievement yeah. awards. He's like, he's like, basically, let's honor this lady before she dies. Um, I have no trouble with her getting a Kennedy honor. I think that would actually yeah,
0: actually, her. when I think about it, that seems more up up the alley. I, I haven't been following uh, Dion's D- D- son. Uh, what, what's his name? I'll just look it up. Yeah. So probably says in his bio. Hi, I'm so, Dion's D- Son broke up there. Oh, I'm just saying. He probably says in the bio, "Hi, I'm Dion Sun."
1: Yeah, probably. But he's apparently a manager too. Mm.
0: Um,
1: but uh, I have. I'm glad she's here. I expect we'll see her back, but I, I'm not voting for her right now. Yeah. All right, so that leaves us with two spots for you: with the Go Go's, Iron Maiden, Carol King, Fella cootie, New York Dolls, Rage Against the Machine. I'm next one. I'm knocking out is Iron Maiden. Um, I think that Hard Rock is getting a, and Metal in particular, is getting completely screwed by the Hall. Um, last year, I wish this were Motorhead. I know they nominated Motorhead for the first time last year, but they yeah. had Judas Priest on there at the same time. I wish you would just done Judas Priest last year and Motorhead this year. Mm-hmm. Or Judas Priest. They, they need to yeah. do some, it's, a, it's weird to me that hard rock and metal is just so overlooked by the voters. I don't know why that is. Maybe it's just who gets elected I, then gets to vote and well, they haven't had many metal acts to do it.
0: There, there's also that whole critical aspect of it. Cause when you look at the critical response of any rock album or heavy metal album, rather it's not spectacularly great. When you look at that, also, like, you have people like Eric Clapton, who's openly said, I hate heavy metal.
1: Eric Clapton hates a lot of
0: things. That That is true. <laughs> but, I mean, like, but Eric Clapton's also one of those guys. I mean, like, he could fart into a xylophone and then, uh, four stars!
1: <laughs>
0: I don't you know, fart into a xylophone. I should have, like, done an actual wind instrument.
1: I, I, I just let you go with it, my friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think, was, I think it was funny because the fart wouldn't make any noise in the side of the place. So the um, uh So that leaves us with now for two spots one, two, three, four, five bands. So I have Go Go's, Carol King, Fella Cootie, New York Pulse Rage against Mission Chain. The next one I'm voting for is Carol King. Mm-hmm. She has to be I have. I know that she's in already once, it's very backdoor for me. She should have been in a long time ago, and maybe getting Carol King in allows us to go back and look at some of the people from the very beginning who they've just completely forgotten about. People like Esther Phillips, people like uh, mm. Mary Wells, mm. who haven't showed up on this ballot. They were both on the first two ballots and never showed up again, ever.
0: Just is insane.
1: Like, it's nuts. There's no reason Mary Wells was in the Hall of Fame.
0: There's also no reason and, Carol King's going to be in here before – oh, sorry. Carol King will get in after Laura Nairo. No disrespect to Laura Nairo.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's a very good – a long time after Laura Nairo.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When Laura Nairo got elected?
0: Uh, I was doing the site, so it would have been – That's six, 2012. Okay, yeah. I think T- Raymark, 2012. Yeah. So like, and again, it's not, so, we're not disrespecting yeah, her, but if if you're comparing, if we're doing things comparatively, and I don't think we're the only ones looking at this that way, it doesn't fit. Carol King was a hard right, one so for now, me to eliminate, but anyway, sorry, go ahead.
1: Yeah, so now we're down to the last, the last one spot for four bands.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I like your argument on Fela Kuti. I just don't think my voting for Fela is going to get Fela Kuti in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. I think we learned last year when Dave Matthews' band ran away with the fan vote and then to get in, that the fan vote doesn't matter. The entire well, never, it, it
0: never did. It just happened to be coincidental. Yeah.
1: So I'm actually knocking Fella Cootie off, mm-hmm. not that I want to, but because I don't think it makes a difference.
0: Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It makes total sense.
1: And at some, point, at some point, there are a whole bunch of bands who I think, or a whole bunch of artists here I think deserve it. But clearing Fella Cootie out of the way, like you said, I don't know who that helps. Right? And I don't I think, think he's him in any anyway. If Felicudi shows up again next year, changed everything I just said. Mm-hmm. If Felakuti Felicudi is gonna shows up again next year, I'm voting for him to get him in. I just don't think I don't I won't believe it until he's either in or on the ballot a second time. Right. So that leads to the go go's rage against machine and New York dolls. You know how pro-women I am in the rock hall. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I'm not voting for the go Go's. Wow. I have them at this point, if I'm doing it myself, I have them six. Okay. If there's a six, I have them. The New York Dolls come seventh. I'm putting rage in, not necessarily mm-hmm. because I think rage – Deserve it in this order. Mm-hmm. But because until we get in, we can't have intelligent discussions about other bands.
0: That You're right. That actually... That opens up everything for Soundgarden, Alice in Chains, uh, uh, to a lesser degree, Anthrax.
1: Yeah. I mean, just just think of, like, all the rest of those bands. Like, some, like I run up Sonic Youth and Social Distortion. Like, all those bands need to be how even maybe maybe even like uh, the the smashing pumpkins hmm there it's entirely possible the pumpkins are, are being blocked by Ray chance machine we need to get them out of the way in order in order to move forward with this so that is the reason that's my fifth
0: okay so I have, I know that actually I makes a, a lot of sense
1: a top three a four and then a five six, seven, eight mm-hmm does that make sense yeah totally. together yes. and, my top, my top three are the, are the Foo Fighters. Well, actually, honestly, my, my it's actually top four because I think Carol King. If I only had three votes, I'd probably vote for Jay Z, Carol King, and Tina Turner, and been okay with the Foo Fighters not making it. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I still think the Foo Fighters are a first ballot. So, those are the top four. Is the next there's the next group of four. I'm going to Rage Against Machine for strategic re- reasons, more than anything. Yes. and that. With with Gogo's six, New York Dolls seven, and if Felicudi would be eighth, uh, but again, I just don't. I believe voting for Felicudi, from what I've seen historically, is a throwaway vote. If Felicudi makes it, I'm wrong. If Felicudi is there back again next year, I'm voting for him. Mm-hmm. I just don't. This is more like a, hey, you know what'd be cool? Let's vote for the bad. Let's put the bad brains up here. <laughs> and then we'll never see them again. Although the New York Dolls were like that. They were now made first time in 2001. Yeah. It took 20 years for them to come back. So, and again, MC5 deserves to be in before the New York Dolls. But if New York Dolls helps us get MC5 in, then great. You know what I mean? So.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. We just don't even know if it does. I mean, I, I thought the same thing. Like, does Devo getting in help Kraftwerk? But then I keep going back to my thing. Yeah, that's my most wanted. Me and... Who? I don't know <laughs> yeah
1: I don't know that and that's why I'm voting for rage because rage opens up a whole different conversation as much as if I if I weren't voting politically it would be the go-go's but since I am voting to try and clear a spot it's rage in order to get a real discussion about all the bands so.
0: that makes sense I don't like and
1: it. I, it wouldn't shock. I don't think they're going to find a way to get seven. I, I actually think eight of these artists are getting in. I think they'll find a way to get seven in, and then they'll figure out a way to get Todd Rundgren in, so they can move on to Warren Zevon. You know.
0: There's no one really they could slap uh, an early influence tag.
1: Yeah, Warwick, I guess. Yeah, Warwick and and Carole King are the oldest too. I mean, but if you if you induct Carole King. And that weird songwriters thing they came up with that they never use. And then as an early influence. That's yeah, true too. That's come on. Just put the woman in without anything. And then can we mm-hmm. at some point, please get Patty LaBelle, just get her nominated at some point.
0: That'd be, that'd be a fun acceptance speech though. Wouldn't it?
1: That would be awesome.
0: That, that might be, yeah, that would be the speech of the night. It'd have to be.
1: How does Patty LaBelle now, even? She's only 76. So hopefully she's around a little longer, but we just lost Mary Wilson last week in 76. So who knows?
0: Well, that was also fresh in my mind when we opened up with Willie O'Ree because he looks pretty good. He does. But. Exactly. Do you think Sherry ever gets dominated? Ever? She's yes. 74 now. Oh, well let's bring up something that you brought up. Uh, you, you were talking about the gay community with Mary J. Blige. I didn't know that she was big w- with that. Uh, I do know that Cher is huge with that. Yes. So I don't know. I mean, <sighs> she's both a music
1: she, and a style icon with the gay
0: community. She, well, she fits. She she, fill, she also fills in a whole lot of the, a lot of the boxes that, that you want. She had the, She had your mainstream success. She had her pop hits. She can belt out a song as good as almost any other woman, except for maybe Tina that we talked about. Uh, she's had rock hits, whether people want to classify them that way or not, but she has.
1: If I could come back, to her.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Well, that wasn't necessarily one of them.
1: No, I just that came to my head.
0: So you no, know, I, I think I think Cher would be an excellent choice for that and yeah have madonna and doctor
1: because mm. another another one i've heard a lot of people talking about again sticking on the women's side of things carly simon's another person i think we need to talk about at some point mm-hmm. but the one that a lot of people said now that whitney houston is in is mariah carey uh, uh,
0: yeah i mean like that that's that was one of my predictions incorrectly so right yeah but right, but it,
1: it comes down to where do we put Diva in this whole thing? Because if we're doing mm-hmm. Divas, Cher should come before Mariah Carey. No offense, uh, mm-hmm. but Diana Ross on her own should probably come before both of them.
0: I would agree with that. So
1: I'm just happy Tina's her here, just to get her out of the way.
0: I so I one thing I won't say because uh, I would have lost uh, whatever farm I had. I'm not going to bet the farm on it because I said you and I both said that about Pat Benatar last year. Yeah,
1: I'm and shocked. Pat Benatar's back. Absolutely
0: I, I, shocked. I do think Tina Turner has a far greater chance. Of course, I, yes. I had her as a lock last year. So what's okay. better? What's a greater lock? Two locks? I don't know. Here's the thing that here's the thing that the Rock Hall doesn't. There are a lot of
1: reasons the Rock Hall doesn't make any sense. One of the ways the Rock doesn't make any sense is we heard many times, or I've heard from multiple sources, that in 2018, they elect, they elected uh, seven bands, or they elected six bands in 2018. Mm-hmm. So there was Bon Jovi, Dire Straits, Simone, The Cars, Moody Blues, and then Sister Rosetta Tharp all got in, right?
0: Yeah.
1: I heard from a lot of people the seventh band was the Arithmics.
0: So yeah, three of the other weird.
1: bands who were nominated that year have since gotten into Peche Mode, Radiohead, and The Zombies. We've never seen The Eurythmics again. So there's huh? no consistency on the ballot. If Presuming what we've heard, because I've seen it in like six or seven sources at this point, that if what we've heard is true, The Eurythmics are the next band, you'd think they'd be back. But there's just no consistency in the rock Hall. It's just whoever they happen to nominate that year or whoever they happen to get behind.
0: When you've got also like a headcase like Steve, like little Stevie, like who he probably yeah. goes into that meeting depending on like what he just had on his. I don't. I think he has an iPod Shuffle. I don't think he's got it on his iPhone. I think he's still got an iPod Shuffle. No, 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 no.
1: no. He carry, he carries around an actual Victrola from the <laughs> got a, somehow got a wireless Victrola.
0: That could so, very well yeah. be.
1: I don't know. I don't know. I don't, the Rock Hall needs work, but I don't, I just I don't know. By the way, one more thing before we go. I yeah. know that we had two first ballot nominees this year and I had my countdown, which I still need to finish oh, yeah, yeah. in my spare time. But I just want to go through spare time. What's that? I already I I
0: already took all your spare time.
1: Oh, I know. I actually had a friend the other day. I, I, I got the Christmas card. We sent him back at the wrong address. He's like, dude, how do you have time for all this stuff? I'm like, uh, my wife's understanding, <laughs> and I don't <know> <laughs> much. <laughs> much. Um, never have. So, all right. So, here's my top twenty for this year. And just quickly, tell me if you think they're going to have any shot of getting in. Ready? Sure. Ben folds five. No. Robin.
0: No. Uh,
1: number eighteen, I had silver chair. No. Seventeen, I had juvenile. No. 16. I had Three Six Mafia. No. Uh, 15. I had Government Mule. No. 14. The Deftones. Nope. 13. Guster. Nope. Boston's own. The seventh best band from Boston. Not that I have a running list on that, but yes. (laughs) Uh, Number 12. Faith Evans. No. 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 It's at least an interesting one. It's, it's the biggest, weirdest thing about faith, faith Evans is her number, her biggest hit. She wrote, I'll be missing you. Like she wrote that song. I know it's every breath you take and she redid it, mm-hmm. but she wrote that song and Puffy daddy gets all the credit for it. And she did that
0: on her own. There's so, nothing more Puff daddy than that.
1: I, I, absolutely. hundred percent. But let's for, let the record show faith Evans did all of that. Uh on her own. So anyway, eleven Enrique Iglesias.
0: God no. Now we're getting a little intro. No? no. no. Uh, ten Natalie Merchant. I would love it, but no. You think she gets in with
1: ten thousand maniacs?
0: No, I don't think she gets in. Period. But I'm also yeah, yeah. A little. I'm also a little bit biased. Uh, there are certain people I've had crushes on that don't fit mm-hmm. my mold. She's one of them interesting so yeah
1: I, I, I saw i saw Ten Thousand maniacs uh not last summer the summer before it came and they had their violin players now their lead singer hmm. and the violin player has absolutely no stage presence and it was just so weird listening to someone else sing natalie merchant's parts with like just not any stage she was her voice was great
0: but she just was like Super boring. There, there's, there's, only, I, I, I think another sidebar at some point, we'd have to come up with a few people who can have, who can just stand there and sing and and who could make that work. Adele is one only cause I, yeah. but that's, that's a, a conversation for another time.
1: Whitney Houston could do it. Whitney could do it. Oh, but yeah, anyway, but with, um, right. with, yeah. nine incubates.
0: I like them a lot, but no.
1: Yeah, I don't have them in either. I had them at a one. I had them at a thirty-three percent chance of ever having a nomination, ever not being in the next five years. being ever, big, ever. Yeah. Um, eight jewel. No. 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 Uh, one of the ten biggest debut albums ever.
0: It was jewel. I had it. Yep. I think I know. I had that on CD.
1: As a matter of fact, I have it twice because my wife had it as well, so I have two copies of it. <laughs> I,
0: I can honestly say that when uh, my wife and I we sort of merged assets, not a single album was <laughs> duplicated. No,
1: no, yeah, we, had, we, had, we only had a few that are duplicated. That was one of them. Uh, seven Romstein, no, you don't think so? No. I have them as a oh, just over half 50. I have them at fifty-five percent of a nomination, uh, and I have them eventually somehow getting in the Rock Hall, but I I could be wrong. So I've wrong many times before. Six, the Chemical Brothers.
0: Oof. no,
1: that's a tough one too. Yeah, I I can we do we need more. We need more Nine Inch Nails. We need at least work and a few others yeah. in. But Chemical Brothers at least are on the radar, in my opinion. Uh, five, Slater Kinney. Yes. You think they're getting in? So yeah. five, you're five, my four is honestly probably too high because of my undying love for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my number four, Slater Kinney, probably a chance. Number four is garbage for me.
0: Yeah, I'm we welcome. we've talked you. Yeah, you and I have talked cool. about that. I, I love I love that group too. Uh, I'm far bigger on garbage personally to listen to than Sleater-Kenny. But in, in terms of the question you asked, yeah. I could see Sleater-Kenny yeah. getting into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and I do not see Shirley Manson and the company getting in. I, I just don't see it.
1: I wish they did. All right. Anyway, uh, and then three is Wilco. Yes. Yeah, I think Wilco's getting in eventually too. Not that I necessarily care for them that much, but yeah.
0: I think they're getting in. <laughs> yeah, you know, I hear you. I'd much rather have Spoon
1: in than Wilka, but I don't get that choice. Um, There's
0: a joke so, yeah, there. The I just don't I know have... what it is. What? There's a joke there. I just don't know what it is. I'd rather – Nah, I don't Two I had as a Foo Fighters. One is Jay-Z. They both know getting
1: yep. in. But I was just
0: saying
1: uh, – by the way, for next year – Uh huh since we don't have anything else to talk about. Um, The list I have here for 2022. um, I'm just going through quickly. Uh, Backstreet Boys are eligible. Mm -hmm. Um, So, let's see. Super Furry Animals. Amon (laughs) Amarth. Uh, What else do I have here? I have Duncan Sheik. No. Uh, Eels. No, no. no. Uh, M- Eminem, who we have both of in. getting
0: in. Yep. Uh,
1: Two Hit Wonder Fastball, who I love very much, but San Antonio Zone, but they're not getting in. Uh, Fatboy Slim. No. That's an interesting one, isn't it? Isn't yeah. Fatboy Slim an interesting one?
0: It's a very interesting one. I'm going to think about that for a sec.
1: Uh, Fiona Apple.
0: Didn't it seem at age 20 that she was going to be a lock, and that sure as hell didn't happen?
1: Here's a question to you that both Fiona Apple and Natalie Merchant bring up. What is the first, and Jewel, I guess as well, what is the first Louis Fair band or artist who gets nominated?
0: Well, you would think it would be Sarah McLachlan.
1: You'd think it would be Sarah McLachlan. It could be Sheryl Crow. I see, I... I now, in the
0: I don't know aborigine? all the. I didn't go to the Little Affair, so I don't know all the bands who. I, I I just have to when you ask me that, I have to think of a Little Fairish band.
1: Mm-hmm. And there's some there's some that appeared one year. I'm not counting. I'm counting like kind of the key people in the middle there. I mean, I, I think it might be Cheryl Crow. It could be. But it should be Cheryl Walker. That's very much what like
0: my wife. That yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, my wife is the
1: midpoint, just in case everyone's wondering what, what who married me. My wife looks like the midpoint between uh, Drew Barrymore and Sarah McLaughlin. So you can imagine that midpoint. That's my wife.
0: My wife doesn't look like anybody. If I had to pick someone, I guess it'd be Rose Tico from the shitty Star Wars reboot.
2: <laughs>
0: and it's kind so, of similar, though, because she's always telling me, be good, be good. Don't do something. Don't be good. Be good. Which I think was kind of Roses.
1: All right. Uh, going back, Fountains of Wayne, no, but no. I just wanted to bring them up. Fuel? No. Definitely.
0: Like them, but no.
1: The Fun Loving Criminals, one of my favorite band names of all time. Okay. Uh, Ghostface Killer as a solo artist. Slow. Um, Leanne Rimes? No. Limp Bizkit?
0: whoo. They're gonna, they're gonna go in a kiss category. You know, yeah. a lot of people didn't like them uh, critically. Critically they were de- they were despised. Their fan base is you know rabid, you know, rabid for them. Did they inspire a lot of people to sort of like play music and sort of push things? Were they massively overrated? I'd say so. But that's not necessarily relevant in some cases
1: they're not up yet. Do you think Lincoln park ever gets in?
0: You know, you know what? It's, it's it goes back to what, why you, what you were talking about with rage. Mm-hmm. Cause this also opens up so much more, more for that. Cause like yeah. we, of how everything evolved. Uh, yeah. I, I think also to, uh, while well, you're bringing some of these people up, and then you brought up Lincoln Park, who's lead singer, passed passed away not that long ago. And how that one that one article where there, he's talking about how it's like a museum. I think we're, we're also, or maybe, I don't know if you mentioned, I didn't see that article. In the rock game, a lot of people just die young. They're just not yeah, there. Well,
1: I mean, you don't have the 27 club for anything else.
0: No, and, it, and it's so true. I mean, yeah, we see football players die younger than traditionally all the other ones. I mean, we had the junior say, our get inducted pos- posthumously, but right. You know, if sound Garden, like a sound Garden gets in there. It's happening without Chris Cornell.
1: Yeah.
0: And, and that's a, a band that is certainly worthy of conversation. So even some of these newer bands who, I guess the members would be in their fifties are missing people.
1: It's weird. Cause when, it's almost like uh, Eddie Vedder is the last one of those voices left from that Seattle era of the lead singers.
0: Yeah, well, then, I think all the rest of them are- Oh god! But then we'd have to listen to him talk. Isn't that someone like you want? You want to go to their concert, but you just don't want to have dinner with them. I do not want to be in a conversation with, with Eddie Vedder any longer than I'd have to be. Would I? Would I gladly pay money to go see a Pearl Jam concert? Hell yeah! I just don't want to be in an elevator with Eddie Vedder.
1: Fair enough. I'd like to hear. I'd like to be in a concert where Weird Al Yankovic sings a song. My baby's a multi Betty better. I <laughs> like that song. Um, uh, so, by the way, here's how long it took for him to go solo. Mark Knopfler as a solo artist is eligible next year for the first time. He's not getting in, and that's no. always interesting. Xbox twenty. No. Modest Mouse. No. That's another interest. Right, I say no as well. But that's one I can see. So, I think one of the biggest surprises so far who hasn't been nominated is this th- three years is Beck.
0: Oh my God! I feel, yes.
1: like, I feel like Beck needs to get nominated for a lot of those type of bands to get in. You know, what I mean, I think Beck has to be in first. For not that there's a ton of overlap between Beck and Modest Mouse. So I just kind of feel like in order for them to start going down that path. Needs to get out
0: of the
1: way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nickelback.
0: <laughs> you know what though? Uh, it's not impossible. It's, it's, it's not re- impossible. It's, it's, it's re- very re-
1: unlikely. Yeah. But it's not impossible. I just want to bring them up just because it's my favorite trivia what One of my favorite trivia questions. Primitive Radio Gods. Uh, one of my favorite trivia questions because their, their song. Hey, uh, standing outside a broken phone booth with money in my hand, popped out at number two on the Billboard charts. If it had gone to number one, it would have been the second longest song title for any song ever to go to number one. What is the longest song title for a song ever went to number one?
0: Stars on 45. What? Stars on 45. Not the song song title? Yeah, because it's (laughs) – Because technically the song title is like this, 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 this like slash, slash, slash. Well,
1: yeah. In term, it well, I don't know if they count parentheses. Probably,
0: okay. Uh, the actual ask.
1: answer is, uh, hey, what you playing, as somebody done somebody wrong song?
0: B.J. Thomas.
1: B.J. Thomas. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, standing outside a broken phone booth with one in my hand is one letter short of that. Hmm.
0: Okay. So,
1: uh, Real Big Fish. I just want to bring them up. They're never getting in, but I like Real Big Fish. Hmm. Here's an interesting one. Uh, well, before we get that, Robbie Williams, probably not uh,
0: Shakira. Hmm. You know, that that's a very interesting one. Shakira. Wow. This is the first time I'm going to say I don't know. I really don't yeah, know. I don't know either.
1: Like I, I, I feel I, like I feel like it depends on where we're going with female artists on, in in the rock hall. Uh, Speaking of which, Spice
0: Girls. <laughs> okay, okay. L- l- let me give you a few here. Let's compare Spice Girls Spice Girls to New Kids, Backstreet Boys, in Sync. Mm-hmm. Got to pick, put one of those four in. Who do you put in?
1: Well, well, I mean, my Boston roots automatically say the uh, the, the new kids on the block, but um, I, uh, that's a very good question. Uh, o town? No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> Ninety degrees. Uh, I'm gonna say, I pick one of them? So in terms of InSync Sync makes sense only because of their breakup more than anything. But I think the answer has to be the
0: Backstreet Boys, doesn't it? See, for me, it's the Spice Girls. Who was the most influential?
1: Uh, that's probably true.
0: Because as a
1: Bostonian, I want I want McIntyre in the Rock Hall, you know, just because. But I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> that's got to be the only time uh, that sentence is ever going to come up in the show. <laughs>
1: Uh, Spoon is here, eligible next year for the first time. Uh,
0: No, but I like them.
1: I love Spoon, too. Uh, Stained?
0: I don't like them. (laughs) I don't Don't like them.
1: Again, let's let's go back to Weird Al with the uh, Ink White Boy Polka for them. And here's an interesting one. The Spirit of Manfred Man, or or Manheim Steamroller, excuse me. The Trans-Siberian Orchestra is eligible for the first time next year. (laughs) Hey, if Darlene Love can get in with one Christmas song, Transamerica should be able that's, to get in with two.
0: That's very true. That yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know what I was thinking there. But then you trumped <laughs> so, me the last anyway. week when I when I thought for sure you'd agree with me. Darlene Love's is the worst entrant in the Rock and Roll Hall. And then you have me thinking about Randy <laughs> Newman. And I did I did I did YouTube uh, Will Sassa with that.
1: Yeah, what'd you think? Oh yes. <laughs> absolutely de- destroys it. Yeah, Randy Newman is... I mean, sure, People Got No Reason to Live is its own weird, terrible thing, but like, he just rewrote I Love L.A. over and over and over and over again with different words. That's essentially mm. his entire career. So, anyway. So, so I think for next year, clearly Eminem's getting in. I think Shakira's getting interesting. I don't think she'll get nominated next year, but she's at least going to be on the list of people look at. Fat Boy Slim is going to be interesting. Um, Max, Matchbox Twenty has never been interesting, <laughs> um, and I mean there, there are a few others who, at some point, might might show up. I I think you're right. There's a non-zero chance for Nickelback. There's a non-zero chance for Fiona Happel. There is a zero chance for Fountains of Wayne.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, who else? Clearly a singer.
0: Oh, good. Think um, about this for a sec. Nickelback gets nominated. That fan vote's going to be disgusting.
1: <laughs> it is. It totally is.
0: Uh, you thought it was who, weird when Dave they, Matthews ran away with them.
1: they're not together, ready for this? And one band I'm not comparing the two. I'm just comparing fan bases more than quality of band, because one band is clearly better than the other. Mm-hmm. But in terms of people who are arguing on the internet, if Nickelback and Blink-182 were up a fan vote, is that just a celebrity death match waiting to happen? Because both those fan bases are kind of nuts. Blink-182's fan base is way crazier than you think it is for the wrong call.
0: Uh, Yeah. Oh, my God. Just the the levels of irrationality that would sort of come if they if, if they had a forum, which i'm sure yeah, I'm sure will
1: the number of people who thought that blink one eighty two was a first ballot hall of famer was just crazy and and they they were they were eligible last year by the way uh um, for the first time, but like the number of people are just like, yeah, they're definitely a first ballot hall of famer, I'm like, I don't think you follow the rock hall
0: much, no <laughs> well. Wow. I, th- I think that that comes up with a lot of these halls when they say well so it's got to be a first ballot hall of famer well like we talked about last week with Clay Matthews like yeah, yeah you're not really following the trends not just the trends you're just not yeah. taking a really good look at the guys he's up against but yeah yeah Anywho, hey man,
1: I think we stretch this two hours so.
0: yeah well next week something will come up because it always does and if it doesn't we'll come up with something
1: yeah, we'll figure out something. Absol- um, Absolutely. Um, hey, I think uh, I think the Zoom thing worked even if we nobody can see us. That's not that's not the worst thing out. for them. <laughs> hey man, I'm uh, you're sitting in your house. I'm clearly, as you can see, sitting in Casablanca in Rick's cafe. Which this. Nobody notices because it's not black and white, so nobody has any idea. <laughs> but I mean, that's a great thing about Zoom. If I want to, uh, where do I want to be? I, if I want to be in, uh, let's see, we're going to be here in my things, because I have all sorts of fun ones. I want to be in Buenos Aires or quarto, Cambodia or Houston, or I have all sorts of all over the place. I want to be in uh, Johnny Mnemonic. Min- you know, uh- I, I can be there. So. Whoa. That's the only that's the only movie, by the way, I know that takes place in 2021. Oh. Johnny Mnemonic. Min- Min- How do you say that word? Mnemonic? Mnemonic? I don't know, M-N-E-M-N-O, I don't know, I gave even spell
0: it. You, you say it this way, never has someone made so much with so little acting talent.
1: He's kind of like the most loved actor in Hollywood right now.
0: I've, I've read that, yeah, because what was a bunch of pictures going out how he's just not a creep.
1: He's not a creep, he's a great guy, like routinely there's just all these stories about him being nice things for people and like when he showed up in um, uh, what was what movie was that? Uh, Always Be My Maybe. Have, did you hear about that? Did you ever see that movie? It's a Netflix film. It was all um, it was basically a, I don't know. I know what it is. With,
0: but I've never yes, seen it. No. the wrong
1: com with all Asian reads. But the girl starts dating uh, starts dating Keanu Reeves playing Keanu Reeves in that movie. <laughs> And, and it's just so wonderful to just have Keanu Reeves being himself. Like he's super nice and the guy can't understand how he's this nice. And so, of course, they have to get in a fistfight over it. Um, but, yeah, it was just – he's just kind of somehow become like strangely the dean of Hollywood without actually having any act, real acting ability.
0: Sometimes you just win by being a good guy. And that might be the lesson. Really?
1: And sometimes you win by just thinking people are going to vote for you and going to Cancun on vacation while your entire state's freezing to death. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't get to my asshole of the week, but that's my asshole of the week. And not necessarily because he went to Cancun. Uh, my, he's the asshole of the week because he went to Cancun, which is a bad decision. But he lied about every single part of it. And like his, every lie he came, he's like, this is what happened. Well, actually, we have evidence that's not what happened oh, no, this is what happened. No, we have ever said it didn't happen. And his first reaction to this whole thing was throwing his kids and wife under the bus. That's why he's the, the jerk of the week. Like, just, if you can make a stupid mistake like that, just say, hey, Congress is in, is in recess. There isn't much I can do in Houston anyway. I'm available by phone. I can still do stuff from wherever we are. But I want to spend time with my kids. Whatever it is, it's not a good answer, but it's actually probably closer to the truth. But he's like, yeah, my kids decided they wanted to go to Cancun with their friends, and I didn't trust my wife, who's like a manager at Goldman Sachs, to fly on a plane with them for two hours to take care of them. I had to do it myself. Just that's why you're an asshole more than anything else. I I, I think –
0: I'll just throw in a moron. It's not like there hasn't been a whole lot of other politicians busted for something similar in recent times. Yeah. This has happened how many times with others. So it's not like you have a playbook of knowing how this is going to go. That, that to me, because like, like realistically, and like you said, like, yeah. Okay. Well, Congress it's not in session. I mean, if I, I think you should be at least setting an example as much as I don't like Trudeau, Trudeau, I'm pretty sure we're not going to see him do that. Trudeau likes to set examples. Trudeau's
1: Right. Again, and again, don't want to get into politics, but the guy he beat in the last election, better or work, mm-hmm. is organizing phone banks and fundraisers. Like then 150,000 calls. Mm-hmm. Like again, he it's again, I don't want to go politics, but that's what he should be doing. But he didn't. He went to Mexico. Not the greatest idea. But once you're there, don't have your first defense other than I screwed up, I shouldn't have done that. Move on. Like the like the uh, Andy Andy
0: Pettit. Pettit. yeah, yeah, Andy
1: I did it. It was stupid. I shouldn't have moved on. His first defense was, "This is my kid's fault."
0: <laughs> well, r- right now, there's no. a bunch of Republicans saying, "Yeah, well, are, are you going to go into a Cuomo right now?" And the answer is no, because it's true.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not going. To, that, that guy also. Yeah, that guy also. Again, okay? not being political, that guy also deserves it. Hey, I'm in the Philippines now for you. <laughs>
0: You like that? <laughs>
1: nice. Well, no, this well mean anything. Right Chocolate Hills from the Philippines.
0: You know love I love mean? it. Well, like I've always said about <laughs> politics, if you're an extremist on one, on the left, I don't like you. If you're an extremist on the right, I don't like you. <laughs> and if
1: you abandon your state to go on vacation to a country you don't want anyone coming to your country from, I don't like you. So. That's
0: a that's a pretty good, uh, that's actually the best uh, best sentence period.
1: And anyway, on that note, when we try not to get political, again, I don't we, want to go political. We did well.
0: Just. We did well.
1: If you do something wrong, don't blame your kids. That's all.
0: Well, what if he's got really bad kids?
2: I mean,
1: I mean it's entirely <laughs> possible, but I doubt. So like, what, nine and seven? How bad could they really be?
0: Well, 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 I guess they were really nagging hard about that trip to Cancun because that, that was really...
1: Nagging so hard he left his dog alone in the house in the freezing cold. <laughs> <Jesus. laughs> in his know. dog's name, I am not making this up. What do you think, appropriately, Ted Cruz's dog's name is? Uh,
0: I'll give you a hint. It's a
1: white John Frise.
0: doesn't help me.
1: Um... Just think what's going on in the state right now. Liberty. Snowflake.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, that that's that's awesome. Wow. So anyway,
1: all right, dude. Again, we got into politics. I couldn't. I just couldn't. It just, regardless of anything else, whenever you get in trouble, the number if your number one defense is it's my like my juvenile children's fault. <laughs> just. Just no, no. So anyway, man, I'll talk to you
0: later. All right, take care. (laughs) Stay safe, Everland. 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 Everland.